0: Welcome to Socially Powered Digital Marketing Show, the digital marketer's guide to emerging technology, covering blockchain, cryptocurrency, and social media disruption. I'm Erin Sell, your host of the show. This week, we'll be discussing LinkedIn strategies for building authority, how to craft a target audience there, and how nonprofits are using it to raise significant funds for their organization. We are joined by Valerie Morris, Valerie is a digital marketing strategist, speaker, author, and consultant, helping busy experts share their brand message and expertise with the world, with the power of authority building content. She helps them position them as leaders in the field with the power of digital marketing, social media, and strategic content. She also teaches others how to do the same with smart systems for strategic marketing success. Hi, Valerie, and welcome to the Digital Marketing Show. How are you? Hey, Aaron. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. So Valerie and I have known each other for, shoot, how many years? Probably six-ish? Yeah, six or seven, somewhere somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, so we met through the Colorado Women in Social Media um, that I was a part of and am not anymore. Are you still active in the
1: group? I am still active in the group and it's morphed into more of a mastermind because a lot of us have become so busy. Let's say (laughs) we've moved kind of into different phases of our business. We really benefited from having that smaller tight knit group where we can open up about how to get to the next level.
0: Awesome. So I'm I'm excited to have you here. We haven't actually talked about LinkedIn on the show before. So I'm excited to hear some of your strategies and suggestions for what people should be doing on LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, well, it's funny because LinkedIn, I feel like is just kind of in the shadows, like off in the wings, it's not center stage when it comes to social media, but I actually feel like in today's world, Honestly, for the last, I've been saying this now for four or five years, it's really a powerhouse. There's so much you can do with LinkedIn that people don't even realize. And it's so much more kind than other social media platforms in terms of the algorithm. I feel like it's a few years behind the others. So things that you used to be able to, to do or the amount of people you used to be able to reach on, let's say, Facebook, you could still reach that amount of people on LinkedIn in today's world. Whereas over on Facebook, you're feeling like, gosh, I can't even get this out to anybody. So it's, it's just a really fun platform, I think. And in a place where you can really be strategic if you want to.
0: And when you say reach more people, are you meaning without paying?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, totally. When we're we're talking organic. Yeah. Yeah. When you're talking paid, LinkedIn is definitely more expensive than some of the others for ads. But, uh, but yeah, on the organic level, you can, you can really get targeted and you can really kind of craft your, the experience or the audience experience there uh, if you're willing to, to be strategic from the start and kind of do a few intentional things. Um, a lot of people use LinkedIn just to go network and find jobs and whatever, but it's so much more than that. And you really can love, use it to leverage your business so
0: what are what are some of those strategies that you recommend for especially those that are you know if you haven't been using linkedin um what would you recommend you know people starting with
1: yeah so i think like i mean the obvious is like make sure your profile looks good (laughs) you know because if uh if you're gonna go ahead and try to reach out to all these people and get yourself noticed, you want to make sure your profile looks good. So make sure you look good from the start. But a lot of people don't think about LinkedIn in this way, but it's really a place where you can craft your audience to be exactly who you want it to be. Other social media platforms, you kind of are just hoping that the right people follow you back. You can invite them to, you can advertise to them, but you don't necessarily have a whole ton of power in that. On LinkedIn, if you're leveraging your personal profile, and let's say, for example, uh, you know, you're, you're in the mortgage industry and you get your business from working with real estate agents. I think most people kind of understand that referral relationship. You could go do searches on LinkedIn for real estate agents in your specific geographic area and craft your connections to be 80 to 90% or hundred percent if you really want to be super strict about it, but craft your connections to be full of people that are exactly who can send you business. You can't do that in any other place where it's so focused on that professional business building side of things. I mean, people are just so much more focused when they're on LinkedIn. So, you know, sure you could go friend a ton of realtors over on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, that doesn't mean that they're thinking about business when they're on those platforms. LinkedIn is one of those places where you can really, really get targeted and focused with your message and know that you're talking to the right people.
0: That makes sense. It's um, uh, funny that you you bring that up because I was I was just talking to a uh, mortgage professional professional today. So <laughs> <laughs> um, just funny that that's the um, example you used. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the things on LinkedIn that I really like is the ability, I feel like it gives you an ability to connect with people that you may not, other in other situations, be able to connect with and actually start a relationship with. Um, I know for me, for example, I have used it many times for, in events that I'm doing in either reaching out for speakers or sponsors. So if I have an idea of the types of companies that I'm looking for for sponsors for an event. Um, So I, for those of you that don't know, have in the past hosted Social Media Day Denver. And one of those things that I've looked for is sponsors that are here local in Denver to support the event. And so I would you know look at those local businesses that would make sense to be a part of the event, and then I would go find people that I'm connected to at those businesses, and it was a great way to start those conversations. But I wouldn't be ever be able to do that on any of the other platforms.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think it's a great place too, just because like when you think about the personal relationships that you can develop there as opposed to interacting with a brand, um, I think there's really a lot of potential in like what you're saying, going after sponsors or if going in for like a targeted ask, you know, if you know what you're asking about, you know what you're hoping to get out of that connection request, that, that interaction, it can be so much more effective. Um, and especially if you're offering something like, hey, I want you to be a speaker, you know, it's, it's a great place to find new talent, you know, for different projects that you're working on. So, um, yeah, and, and I love the search capability on LinkedIn. I mean, you really can, you can search for the specific type of role in a specific location, maybe that has specific experience or has worked with specific companies. And all of this is on the paid or on the free level. I mean, um, there's so much more if you're willing to pay for it, but I mean, on the free level, you can really reach out to a ton of different people. That, yeah, you never would have crossed paths with before. I mean, last week I was attending a virtual uh, conference and reached out to a couple of the speakers that I just really enjoyed their talks. And it's so much more effective when you have that like insider personalized reason to get in front of them versus just like, hey, I'd like to connect, right. you know, because right now there's so much of that going on on LinkedIn. It it's feels a little spammy. Mm-hmm. So if you're too generic, it just, you can kind of become one of the many, but if you can say, Hey, I really enjoyed your talk at Podfest. right? you know, I really enjoyed what you said about X, Y, Z odds are they're going to connect back with you, <laughs> you know? Yep. And, um, you know, so it's just a great way to open up that conversation. And also in a time when things are so virtual, it's a great opportunity to take that relationship to the next level. So I, I'm curious because I know for me personally
0: on LinkedIn, I get um, I get requests all the time for people to connect with me. And I typically will connect if a, you write like a, something that that makes sense for me to connect. And, or we have enough mutual connections that I think that gives you, that just gives me more of like a, oh, well they know, you know, 20 other people that I know and trust. yeah. So I will be more likely to connect with you. However, what I find is that I hit that connect and then I'm immediately hit with an email asking yeah. me to buy something from them, or if I would like to, you know, get coaching tips or whatever it is they're trying to sell me. And so I, my, my response is always, um, that's not how this works and I'm unconnecting with you and blocking you now. Yeah. So how do you, like, what's your recommendation for how to go about doing that so that you don't end up in that, you know, that situation?
1: Yeah. It's, it's kind of sad that things have gotten to that point because I would say two to three years ago, that wasn't even the case. It's just really gotten bad in the last couple of years where people have just been spamming people left and right and, and being taught that that's okay to do. Um, I know, I, I know a handful of people that like, that's what, that's what they do regular, you know, left and right. My concern though is I mean, it's just numbing people. So a couple of things you can do. First off, I used to accept almost anyone unless they looked like they were from some bizarre country, right? Had right. no profile picture, whatever. Now or they had or
0: they had Lion in their title, which by the right. way, for those that don't know, it means um LinkedIn Open Networker, and that means they'll connect with anybody and they have no strategy at all in what they're doing.
1: Right, right, yeah. And then you open yourself up to being connected with all sorts of, or getting requests, I should say, from all sorts of other people Yeah, once you connect with someone like that. Um, yeah, so nowadays I've gotten a lot more picky about who I'm connecting with. And um, so for me, I'm really looking at, you know, are they are they near me? You know, if they're local, I'll probably give them the time of day if similar to you, if they know a ton of people that I know, and they're all people that I trust, odds are I'll accept them. I'll give them a chance. But yeah, I, I unfollow people left and right. But one thing that I've learned in the last couple of years to avoid is whenever somebody has in their profile, I help X type of person do X, Y, Z and make X amount of money. Anyone that's, that just doesn't just put your role. put your that you're a digital marketing strategist. put that you're a blockchain expert. put that you're a sales director. I want to see that. I don't want to see this. It just feels slimy when you're like, I do this for this many people, you know, because then I know nine times out of ten, the people like that that I connect with, they spam me mm-hmm. almost immediately in my inbox. Yep. So I've learned to avoid those kinds of people for better or for worse.. Um, But one of the things like once, you know, what's sad about this whole spamming thing is, you know, it's ruined it for all of us who actually genuinely want to use the in-mail message as a tool to connect. And I think you still can. You just have to be more intentional. So you have to, you know, throw in that personal reason as to why you're connecting with them. Like, hey, we, I had lunch the other day with so-and-so, our mutual connection, he mentioned that you were doing this cool project on you know whatever i'd love to hear more about it let me know if you'd ever want to do a virtual coffee or meet up in person you know like throw in something that shows that you've done a little bit of work you know right so even
0: if even if it's not like you even if you don't have that connection you can still find something if you're i mean there's got to be a reason that you're trying to connect with that person so look at their profile yeah. And say, oh, I saw that you worked on whatever project it was. I would love to hear more about how that went. Or, I mean, there's got to be something that you can take from there that says that shows that you're interested and that you've done your homework, right?
1: Yeah. Well, and as a content creator for myself or for clients, you know, an easy thing is just to say, hey, I'm working on an article for a client on XYZ. Um, do you, would you be willing to provide a statement that we could quote you on, you know, or if you have a podcast, you know, that's a great opportunity to like pr- private message them and ask them to be on your podcast. Say, here are a couple episodes. Would love for you to check it out. Make sure it's something that would be in line with your vision and your approach and ask them to be on your podcast. You know, some of those simple things, even if they're not somebody who could be a guest, You know, ask other connections, hey, do you know anyone that fits this persona? I'm looking to interview, you know, a commercial cleaning company who's dealing with all of this stuff with schools reopening and businesses needing to know how to stay clean and safe. You know, you could reach out to people and ask, hey, I'm looking for this kind of person. There's so many different approaches you can do to kind of keep it personal without spamming them that opens up the door and hints at a little bit of what you do.
0: Well, that's great. Um, I, I would like to know your thoughts on groups.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I have a few clients that have, they have decent sized groups on LinkedIn that they established a while ago, but they really don't get much interaction. Um, I, I feel like the the group scene is much more applicable over on Facebook. And it could be just the industries that I've worked in, but from what I've seen, groups on Facebook are so active. They're so, they're so great because I think the experience on Facebook is so broad. It covers so many different avenues that it's nice and it feels safer. I think it's less polarizing to pose a question in a group than it is to pose it publicly on Facebook to your network.
0: Right.
1: Um. On LinkedIn I think your the focus is different because you know most people go to LinkedIn they're not going to talk politics they're not going to talk about polarizing issues most people um, it's a pretty professional you know zipped up kind of space where people have a little bit more manners let's say and so I think a lot of times the groups aren't nearly as needed because it's okay to just post to your personal timeline, and you still get a lot of niched feedback, and uh, it's very focused still. Whereas Facebook just more broad.
0: Right. Um, I feel like I feel like it, at least from what I like my experience, I feel like groups on LinkedIn back in the day used to be good. Yeah. And, and then it's like something happened, and they just went. I don't know.
1: Like, yeah, I agree. I mean, but it was a long time ago that LinkedIn groups were a thing. I mean, I'm thinking like six, seven years ago that they were more popular. But Yeah. yeah, in the last four or five years, I haven't really seen that they've been able to gain traction. Now, I don't know. I'll be curious to see, you know, as LinkedIn makes changes, if that'll be something that kind of resurges um, I mean, it has potential. Yeah. It makes yeah, perfect I, sense that it would work, but
0: yeah, maybe. I think, it, I feel like it could be, it could work if you were, if you had the right niche and you had the right people in your group and you know, it was, yeah, but no, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I feel like they, they went by the wayside.
1: Um, I think, I think one of the things that's interesting though, because as we're saying this, and this was for, probably five or six years ago, actually. So it maybe fits the timeline of what we're talking about. But my husband is a huge bow hunter and he started a bow hunting group on LinkedIn for... Interesting. You you wouldn't think that would be the space for... You you would not think it, but he um, connected with a lot of professionals who love bow hunting. They love their jobs but they will check out for a couple of weeks when it comes time to do bow hunting. And as a result, he's actually met a great hunting buddy who lives about an hour from us and they go hunting every year together. So, but what, what I'm gonna take from that is that you have to be willing to take the relationship further. Like it doesn't stop and start just in the, in the LinkedIn group. You have to take it and make it something outside of social media. And I think that's what a lot of people forget. They think that all the magic happens because I'm going to post one thing on my timeline or in my group, and it's going to solve all the world's problems. Right. And the reality is, like, we still need that genuine human connection. Always. I mean, that's
0: on all the platforms, right? Like, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I know we talked about, um, or one of the things we wanted to talk about was building your authority on LinkedIn. Um. I know what my ideas are around that. Um, sure. So I, I would like to hear what your ideas
1: are and if they align. Sure. Okay. So so two things really come to mind when I think about authority building on and, and especially on LinkedIn. The first one is consistency. And the second one is video. So um, I'll just start like with consistency. I, I don't care if you're posting, you know, twice a month, four times a month, 10 times a month, Um, whatever your frequency is, just stick with it because your audience is going to be using social media at different times on different days. They have, you know, some weeks and some days are busier than others. And so you need to hit them hopefully enough times over the course of a few months where you're giving them subtle impressions, time over time, that this is what you do, this is the subject matter that you know, this is what you're an expertise or, or an expert in, and then you want to be able to hit them enough times that if you miss them the first few times, no big deal, or the algorithm doesn't show it to them the first few times, no big deal. You gotta con- consistently post whatever your cadence is. You can always build up from there. Um, you know, and then video (laughs) has been just amazing on LinkedIn. And I know a lot of people don't have LinkedIn live video as a resource. I don't, I mean, I haven't really seen that that has been a hindrance because LinkedIn is still giving, and this is in 2020, they're still giving a lot of preference to pre-recorded video on LinkedIn. And everyone can do that. And what's great about thats that one it seems like the algorithm likes it so it's going to get shown to a lot more people but it's great because people can see who you are get a feel for you know your tone how you come across your philosophy they can just get so many more subconscious impressions from a video than they can from the written word and you know as you're trying to kind of sell yourself on whatever level of expertise and authority you have creating videos that Tie into what you're an expert in. Over time, it's just going to reinforce to people that you know what you're talking about. And the the beauty of all of that is that since right now pre-recorded is still working well, you don't have to stress about doing live video. If you're not comfortable with that, you could pre-record. And I love that just from a systems and time standpoint because you could pre-record 20 videos in a day, and you've got enough videos for it right around half of the year, if you're going to post one once a week. Um, so it's just, I just found that you can get a bigger bang for your buck. Um, but two years ago, I stopped posting as frequently on LinkedIn and posted solely video content for the course of six months. And I had, I would be out to lunch with friends. I would see clients and they'd be like, I've seen seen you on LinkedIn all the time. Like, you are all over the place. Whatever you're doing is great. And I'm like, yeah, I'm actually posting less than I was before. So, you know, if you can figure out what works, are you why still not going with now? it? Well, no, because <laughs> I've gotten busy. <laughs> I'm a cobbler who has horrible I, I know. I know. Right. It's funny.
0: Yeah, I, no, I
1: say. It's like, do as I say, not as I do. The because pandemic definitely threw a, threw a curveball for me. Um, and so yes, I've been, I, I need to get back into the video swing of things. And, and the, it's, it's funny bad. that you say that
0: because I have, I don't believe I've ever, not even one time posted a video on LinkedIn. So maybe I should try that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's That's definitely, it. I mean, it's definitely a different experience, I would say. Yeah. You know, the videos you might post over on LinkedIn or uh, Instagram, for example, are probably more fun and lighthearted. You might be able to get away with more depending upon your personality and what industry you're in. Yeah. But on LinkedIn, I just, some, I just try to keep it educational. Right. You know, and I don't know, it seems to, seems to work. The other nice thing is that a lot of people aren't doing content on LinkedIn, right? written video, whatever. So you and I are in the marketing space. So we probably see a lot more like, oh gosh, I feel like everyone's posting video. Like what, how is mine going to even make it through the algorithm? I feel like that a lot, but over on LinkedIn, especially if you're in a smaller kind of niche industry, you know, there are not many people who are consistent with it. Um, I had, I had one client who was really good at video again in the mortgage space. And, you know, when we looked around the competition, there really weren't a lot of players who were putting themselves out there with video content. And so that was, you know, regardless of the social platform, but if you're in like a smaller, very well-defined industry, go take a look and see odds are most people in your industry are not using LinkedIn. To promote their content and position themselves as an expert, and they're not using video, so you have a huge opportunity. Right. Very nice.
0: Um, it's funny because when I when I saw the that you wanted to talk about, you know, building authority there, my first thought was actually um,
1: writing articles. Oh yeah, yeah. So well, that was the thing four or five years ago. Yeah, articles got a lot of authority, and they're still helpful. Yeah. They're, they're not bad because yeah. a lot of people will scroll and read stuff and not watch a video because if they don't want to turn sound on, but uh, especially if they're at work, <laughs> right. but yeah, but I've noticed articles definitely don't get nearly the reach that they did five years ago,
0: which I haven't posted an article on LinkedIn in a really long time. So
1: maybe some time to test out some, like, some new ideas, Right. test
0: it out, see if articles versus video, what what wins in the, in the reach and the likes and comments. Yeah. Worth a try. So, so Valerie, I know you're um, very much involved in a lot of nonprofits and have used LinkedIn to help them raise money. So I'd love to hear more about how, how you do that and what your strategy is, uh, you know, around that.
1: Yeah. So gosh, now as I think through, I've, I've worked on this, Strategy with a lot of different nonprofits. Um, initially, it was with one main nonprofit and their whole development team. Um, but since then, I mean, it's been a few years. We've been doing it now for other nonprofits as well. Um, the big, the big focus here, and and nonprofits, they get the relationship side really well. You know, they're they're meeting at coffee shops. They're having dinner with donors. They're they're strategic about meeting face to face these people what they aren't so good at is realizing that hey that that guy that that owns that you know aviation company who could donate millions of dollars to our nonprofit or even just thousands or hundreds they don't think about the fact that the people in the demographics on LinkedIn typically make i think i saw a stat that it was like over 40% of the people on LinkedIn Active users make at least $75,000 a year. So, what that tells me is that those are people who have at least some disposable income to give to a cause that they're passionate about. Okay. And so, if you can stay in front of them outside of those coffee dates or dinners or golf tournaments or whatever where you physically see them face to face, why wouldn't you? You know, and so it gets right back to that consistency piece you know, just sharing the message of your nonprofit on a regular basis, showing people that the money that they are donating goes to a good cause. Like show them the work that you're doing so that they can see, okay, if I donate $500, here's an example of how they're using that money. You know, Mm -hmm. it's an easy way. It's just similar to like, the email newsletter or the old old style print newsletters that nonprofits would send out, a lot of them still do around their annual report time. You could be doing that annual report, dripping it out one post at a time. Right. And I typically tell them, you know, we focus on just posting at the most once a week. We're really not hammering it home too much, but because we've been doing it consistently over the years, their audience comes to expect. And, and know what's going on around that nonprofit. And a lot of times I tell them, it's up to you to go connect to these people. You know, I don't know who you're out having coffee with. I'll give them recommendations of, you know, and reminders to say, hey, look at the people who came to your big gala or your big banquet, whether it's you or your intern, have them go connect with those people on LinkedIn. Right. Odds are at least one member of that household is gonna be on LinkedIn. So it's, it's really not rocket science, but I think a lot of nonprofits just think about using things like Facebook to talk about their message and to talk about their events and to set up the fun stuff. They don't think about the fact that there's really serious professionals who are also really philanthropic that are active and paying attention on LinkedIn every day. So yeah, that I mean that
0: really that makes sense. It it does. Yeah. And again, it I mean it goes back to that
1: relationship building, right? Where yeah. Well and I'll just tell you there. this, like um one of our one of the nonprofits that I work with was raising money for a um for a camp facility and it was out on the east coast. Um The guy that we posted on his profile about it, just sharing it, we just shared about it. We didn't even ask for money, didn't even say that we're raising funds, just talked about, hey, this camp is coming. We're really excited about it. Here's a preview of what we're planning on doing. He was connected with another guy who lives in Oregon, so opposite side of the country. Right. That kid knew that his aunt and uncle lived about an hour, 30 minutes, somewhere in there from where this new camp is going to be. Told his aunt and uncle about it, connected them with this development guy. They ended up giving a half a million dollars towards this camp project. Wow. You know? And it didn't happen over LinkedIn. It, the relationship was outside of LinkedIn, but it started with a LinkedIn post. You know, and that, it's not to say that every single post you do on Social media leads directly to dollars, right? But it's, it's fun when they do. <laughs> yeah. But it's also fun to see them take the necessary steps to follow up with it, you know. And that can be true whether you are in for-profit or nonprofit. You have to have the systems in place to follow up with the relationships and the leads that you get as a result of social media. Yeah.
0: That's great. Thank you, Valerie, so much for sharing, you know, all this fabulous information about LinkedIn and how to connect. I I did, um, I wanted to mention, um, I know we talked about it briefly in Valerie's intro, but she is a published author and she wrote the book, We're All Ears, How to Increase Your Impact, Influence, and Success Online in a Noisy World. Do you want to say anything about? the book. Um, I will obviously link to the book in the show notes, but do you want to talk any, any
1: about the process or, um, you know, what the book's about? Yeah. Well, it's just honestly, a lot of it's the culmination of years of learning from working with clients and seeing and observing what's going on in the online space. I mean, let's face it, like when you and I went to college, you couldn't get a master's or a degree at all in social media. No. So, you know, we're a lot of, a lot of this is just evolving in front of our eyes. So it's really a culmination of things that I've seen and observed over the years. And then also things that I've seen in other people. And I was really fun because I got to interview a lot of people from different industries that would not normally think of themselves as a marketer or as a social media influencer. And, just in observing them, I really wanted to pick their brain on a few things because they they're living out these principles. They don't even realize it. And it was really fun to interview them just to read and to kind of have it dawn on them like, oh yeah, I guess I am doing something right.
0: <laughs> right. So,
1: uh, that was really fun just to bring in some of the other stories and things that I've observed in other people. Very cool.
0: So um, like I said, I'll have the link to that in the show notes and then also um, to connect with Valerie on LinkedIn. Um, Obviously, based on our conversation here, um, you're going to want to send Valerie a note when (laughs) you go to connect with her that you heard her on the Socially Powered Digital Marketing Show talking about LinkedIn because otherwise she will probably not connect with you.
1: Otherwise, you'll just probably sit there in limbo while yep. I ignore your request. No.
0: Yep, that's exactly what I do. It's either, if I, if I know it's going to be a decline, I go ahead and, and say yeah. no right away. If I'm not really sure, then it just sits out there. So it sits there, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's amazing yep. how that can build up. <laughs> right? But no, please, please reach out and connect. Yeah. I love meeting new people, especially online and uh, getting to know them. And if you listen to the show and heard it, would love to get any feedback and insights of things that you heard that helped you out. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be fantastic.
0: So since we are talking about mm-hmm. LinkedIn, I did want to mention, um, I'm sure you've heard of this, uh, but Agora Pulse, who I'm a huge fan of, uh, they are putting on a summit all about LinkedIn. So it is the Social Pulse Summit LinkedIn edition, and it starts tomorrow. And it's free. Have you signed up for it? I'll be
1: listening all day long.
0: Awesome. So, so um, it is a, like I said, it's a free event. It's all day tomorrow. Um, I believe they've got like two keynotes and then they've got um, a whole bunch of other breakout sessions that you can tune into. So um, you can listen to, oh man, they've, they've got some, some great people that are speaking. Um, Scott Ayers, who he actually spoke at last year's Social Media Day Denver uh, Neil Schaefer, um, Jennifer Watson.
1: Uh,
0: man, I think we have
1: like yes. over twenty speakers.
0: Yeah, uh, Judy Fox. I'm Jessica not going to get any worse
1: than tomorrow. Apparently, I know,
0: right? Jamie Cohen, Vivica von Rosen. Um, they're both past uh, Social Media Day Denver speakers, so it should be great. So you can register at summit.agorapulse.com and it's like I said it's a free event put on by Agorapulse so go go sign up thank you so much for being on the show Valerie um truly an honor to know you and be friends with you and you know thanks for thanks for being here
1: yeah Um, yeah
0: so I do want to say be sure to subscribe to the show and of course we'd love a review Um, you know as long as it's a five star review or higher no just (laughs) kidding Um, but you can connect with us we are on all the socials at socially powered where we share tips tricks and the latest episodes on all things social media crypto and blockchain related thanks so much